Welcome to Better Advertising with Better Media, a show where we talk e-commerce advertising on some of the biggest marketplaces such as Amazon and Walmart. I'm your host, Justin Knuckles, and I'm an account director here at Better Media. Today, I want to talk about how we measure our advertising performance and specifically around ROAS. I know I say the phrase target ROAS and all of us can picture exactly what that is for our account, what we've been optimizing our bids towards and what we optimize our account for. There's nothing wrong with that. All of us have a target ROAS and we all optimize for one. But more specifically, I want to talk about how we achieve that target ROAS and how it can set you up for the greatest long-term success. So when I think about a target ROAS goal, it's not optimizing every campaign towards that target ROAS, but rather looking at it as a portfolio, specifically breaking it apart into several different buckets and strategies or ways we can sort our campaigns. The way I recommend doing so is specifically into five categories. Those five are going to be named awareness, rank, efficiency, branded, and auto. We'll go over all of these specifically in depth a little bit more. We'll also go over the main KPIs for each of these as each campaign strategy has different intentions and cannot be measured solely by ROAS as we likely have been doing. Not to say you can't measure your account by one ROAS goal and target, but achieving that with a full funnel strategy behind that ROAS to support your long-term growth is really what we're here to talk about. Think of this similarly to an investment portfolio. You have a growth rate, a single KPI that you seek to achieve, maybe 8-10% to annually. But you get there with a variety of strategies, perhaps stocks, bonds, real estate, maybe some gold. These asset classes or strategies that make up your portfolio have different growth rates, year-over-year compounding rates, and volatility. But blending them together has historically shown to provide the most consistent and stable return for retirement. Similarly, a full-funnel approach to building an advertising portfolio is the way large-name omni-channel brands strive towards long-term growth rate targets, achieving profitability, and even making room in the budget for very top-of-the-funnel awareness moves. Shout out Timu on their Super Bowl ads and the number of them. Um, but let's look at each of these strategies and how we break up budgets into these five buckets and typically how we allocate to each of those. So starting at the top with awareness. This is a strategy where these are all the placements where you want to be seen These are where you want your customers to discover your product as they're browsing the aisle under certain specific keywords. Now, the main KPI that we go for when looking at this bucket of campaigns or these groups of campaigns is really impression share and our click-through rate. How are people getting into our detail page as we're being seen on these keywords? Are they wanting to learn more about our product? as well as impression share. Is our bid sufficient enough to make sure we're seen on the the shelf there enough? So these are typically the placements where it's a little bit more competitive, where obviously it's a main keyword related to your product, and it can be incredibly difficult to rank organically. So rather than spending loads and loads of money trying to spend on exact match keywords, trying to rank your product and generate a large volume of sales through here, Set aside a certain amount of budget that is solely focused on getting people to discover your product for the first time and then allows you to continue remarketing to them if you are running sponsored display remarketing or DSP, but it gets people into your brand and makes the customer, again, aware of your product. The next group of campaigns within budgeting is rank campaigns. So just as the name implies, the purpose of these campaigns is to improve organic rank. 
that the targets within these campaigns, as we invest in them over time, if we scale them out, if we move enough volume through them, in theory, should improve our organic presence on these targets. So that being said, the main KPI for these campaigns is conversion rate. We only want to put the best converting targets in these campaigns and behind these budgets. We really want to compare that conversion rate to the top ranking competitors on those search terms. Now, it's a little bit of a blend of an art and a science to figure this out, but we can figure this out through brand analytics and looking at the top search terms and the search query performance and really blending together the total count for clicks on certain keywords and total conversions on certain keywords with brand um, conversion share and brand click share. So this really helps us back into really a benchmark number that we would need to chase or a benchmark conversion rate even that we would need to beat over time that would allow us to rank on these keywords. So it's a blend of an art and a science, but if we can only put the keywords in here that we believe if funded and enough volume move through them regardless of ROAS, we should improve organic rank over time. The next group of campaigns is going to be the lion's share of your advertising more than likely. This is going to be the efficiency category. This is everything that is optimized towards target ROAS. These are all your non-branded product targets, keyword targets that you want to win sales out of over a long period of time without hemorrhaging money. These are keywords that you've perhaps discovered through keyword harvesting, through auto campaigns, long tail keyword harvesting. Um, perhaps they're keywords that you've discovered through Helium 10 or another keyword tool that you want to begin bidding on but you don't want to have an unacceptable A cost while doing so. This is the lion's share, like I said, of your advertising efficiency. The very next group of campaigns is going to be the exact opposite. These are going to be your branded campaigns, which as the name says, are going to be your name brand keywords, your brand defense product targets, and all campaigns related to defending your own real estate. The main KPIs we're looking at here is obviously ROAS, and secondly is conversion rate. I'll start with ROAS. We typically always expect an equal ROAS and more than likely a stronger ROAS out of branded product targets and branded keywords. If a customer is searching specifically for our name, they're probably looking for us versus a competitor. They're probably pretty convinced to buy our product versus a competitor's. Conversion rates are really, really high on these terms. So the ROAS is usually much, much stronger than our target ROAS. Now, I mentioned conversion rate as a secondary KPI because to me, this is the KPI that can really enhance the customer journey and the performance of branded campaigns as a whole. We only have one brand name. We only have one search result for our brand name. So really showcasing the best performing products on this SERP is the way, in my mind, that we can make the most of these branded campaigns. Showcasing the best performing products on specific branded keywords. Maybe it's as simple as just your brand name. You find the three or four best performing, best converting products to showcase on that search result versus maybe a slightly more long tail branded keyword such as brand name plus product name. Maybe you showcase that one product they're specifically looking for and the secondary highest converting product alongside that on the search result. So anybody that doesn't buy that product they're specifically searching for will more than likely buy that second product because we've seen it convert very, very well on that term. This is all in theory, and it's only a way to maybe enhance your branded campaigns by 5 10%, but it certainly enhances the customer journey like I'm talking about. The last bucket of campaigns is auto campaigns. We've all run auto campaigns. It's what we all started with in PPC, 
And we like to always keep these on even as we come in to manage accounts. This is for a couple reasons. One, we always like to have keyword harvesting happening, whether it's through our broad phrase match manual targeting campaigns or specifically auto campaigns where we can just cast a wide net and see where we may land that we haven't already discovered before that we should be bidding on in the future. Next to that, we've also seen auto campaigns be the one match type and campaign type that's helped us achieve certain placements that you cannot achieve through any other campaign type. So not that we can optimize these auto campaigns to achieve placements that no one else is going after, but rather keeping a small portion of budget set aside for auto campaigns, whether you've completely harvested every keyword in your aisle, just to achieve these new placements as they become possible is a good idea. Now, the main KPI for our automatic campaigns is going to be ROAS, but not specifically target ROAS, but rather the plus or minus around our target ROAS. So let's start with the first scenario being we're well below target ROAS. What does that mean? Do we need to turn off our automatic campaigns? Where should we go with them? What that tells me is there's likely a lot of keywords we've already harvested out that are really, really strong and we've already manually bid on those. But more largely than that, we probably need to do some negation. We're allowing Amazon to place our product on targets that we're not converting on and we're continuing to spend. So we want to probably pull a search term report and see what is hemorrhaging money, what we can do to patch that up and allow the automatic campaign to stay on while limiting those placements. Now, let's say we're really strong above target ROAS. What does that mean? Well, that means you need to harvest the campaigns. You need to pull out all those targets that are generating really strong sales and put them into exact match campaigns, phrase match campaigns. If it's product targets, make sure you go um, dominate those competitors. And that's really how you want to measure your automatic campaigns is your plus or minus around your target ROAS. Are we hemorrhaging money? Do we need to do some cleanup on this research portion of our account or do we need to do some harvesting because it's just way too strong and it's beating our manual targets so that rounds out how we slice and dice a budget by about five different campaign types and that is again going to be awareness rank efficiency branded and auto now how do you allocate your budget to achieve your one single target row as number well, that's really up to you and really depends on how each of those different campaign types is performing. For instance, I couldn't give ROAS expectations around awareness campaigns versus branded campaigns versus rank campaigns. A lot of that will come down to simply the targets you're selecting and how you're structuring and building your campaigns. For instance, with rank campaigns, we've always advised using exact match and limiting the number of targets within your campaign. We've even advised using single keyword campaigns for rank purposes, but at the very most putting up to no more than five keywords within a rank campaign. So at the very least, I can give some guidelines and some guardrails around where we like to allocate any given account to achieve a single target ROAS while allowing a full funnel approach. Because going back to where we started, that's what making sure that all these bases are covered is about is making sure that we're covering the awareness bases. We're making sure that people are discovering our brand name, our product, as they're discovering these products for the first time. Maybe you're selling massage guns, and so they're searching in the aisle for the first time. They're likely not going to buy on their very first click, on their very first browse. So make sure you're showing them off your product, but don't expect to get a sale out of that first click. You're likely going to need to do some remarketing. They may search for your brand name the second time they browse if you did your job on the awareness tactics. So it's how you put all these pieces together for long-term growth. 
So with that being said, we typically like to put awareness around the 5 to 10% mark for any given brand. For budget, that is 5 to 10% of total budget. Rank campaigns, depending on how many targets you have to go after, this could be anywhere from 15 to 25% of total budget. Now, careful you don't stuff the rank campaigns with too many keywords, too many products you're trying to rank. Because again, these are typically really high cost per clicks if you're trying to dominate top of search on page one where you're going to move a lot of volume. And if your conversion rate's holding up, you will improve organic rank over time. But making sure you don't spread that budget across too many targets is pretty critical. Again, 15 to 25% towards rank campaigns. Efficiency, this is again the bulk of your account. This is going to be about 45 to 55% of an account. Could be more if we're not so much focused on rank campaigns or even awareness campaigns. This can be upwards of 70% sometimes of an account. Branded will typically be around 20%, give or take. This could be as low as 15% if the brand name is not that well known. It could be as high as 30, 40% if the brand name drives a significant portion of sales. Going back to my original example with an expensive product, massage guns, if it takes people three, four, five clicks to purchase, they're likely searching for our brand name right before they purchase. So you're going to see branded be a large portion of your sales. That's not that you're not doing things right. That's not that you're doing things um, incorrectly on the non-branded side of things. It's that a lot of your sales may be generated through branded while the discovery of your product happens on the non-branded side. Now, to finish out with auto, that'll be about 5 to 10% wherever the remaining chips fall. And depending on how much is left to spend of the total budget, this will be for auto. Again, to continue your keyword harvesting, to keep the lights on for those cool placements that you can't achieve anywhere else. So this is really how we cut a budget up to make sure that we're giving anybody a full funnel approach, whether you have a small budget, a large budget. This is how we can make sure that we're getting in front of new eyeballs on the awareness side, all the way down to the efficiency side where we need to be converting people at a really, as the name implies, efficient rate. If you found this episode helpful, please share this with anybody else that you might find working with budgets, trying to spread their budgets across various tactics. How do I make room for these video ads that we really want to try? Um, this is a great way to think about your investment. Think about it like an av advertising portfolio, really. You're cutting up your um, strategies into different asset classes with different purposes. So each one is going to have a different ROAS, but don't measure each one by singularly ROAS. Thank you again so much for listening in. Go ahead and subscribe if you aren't already to make sure you don't miss out on any future episodes. And with that, cheers. Cheers.